practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I can't, like, what, what was I thinking, like, uh, with that steamroller, what's it called when you, like, really jump into something full force? Uh, well, sucker punch? <laughs> when you jump on that train that's rolling so smoothly <laughs> as we did. You probably keep, fall into the rolling. ditch and die. <laughs> We're literally just Look, jumping out of a, a pile of leaves like Mark Borchard in a horror movie <laughs> ah, in 1979. In <laughs> Sorry, I, I cut you off. Oh, no. As I say, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I am Casey. I am Hans. And we are desperately trying to catch this hobo train out of fucking Boarsville. Choo-choo. Techville. <laughs> Techville. Take that, Musk. We're at the corner of app and upload. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, ooh, this is jerk practice fodder. And of course, I didn't read the article. I just read the headline. Johnny Depp suing his mm-hmm. uh, ex-wife. Because he, uh, I mean, he beat the crap out of her, but he's going to sue her because she slept with Elon Musk. No, I thought he was suing her for defamation. It's because of that. And apparently she slept with Elon Musk. At dusk. While he so watched. I'm 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 back on his side, at least for the Musk hearings. He, it, is it pretty concrete? Uh, he did. He's a he's a he's a woman beater, as they say. That's what that's what the word on the street is. Evident. Old yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Ooh, it's a good thing he didn't have those scissors on. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because you know he's got- too heavy. Too heavy for his heroin-addled frame. He's like Citizen Kane. I don't know if you saw. I saw an interview uh, like he did with sixty Minutes. Jesus. I'm not. I kid you not. They the 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 interview room was set. He's like, oh, this is just you know my. I don't know why he's British, but he's like he kind of does do a British thing. He's got his he's got he's his got a weird, cigarette yeah. thing, and he's like, you know, this is just where I do my thinking. And he was sitting in a fucking throne. From Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, no. <laughs> swear to God, in the middle, not like you know how like a chair is normally up against a wall or whatever, but like, yeah. like, like he had a guy come in and said, "I want the exact fucking yeah. dead center of this room," and the chair was right. just in the center of the room, and it's surrounded by his movie thing, facing like a man cave TV or a gaming center. It's facing just. His impending doom. He, He's like, no, I want that chair facing nothing. No, I want people to walk yes, around this yes, chair. I'm the center thing. Like it's it's literally a literal uh, incarcer- incarceration. It's like a literal. <laughs> what is it? What am I trying to say? It's literally the center of attention. He's legitimately, <laughs> realistically, pragmatically slowly rotates the when you sit in it. Oh God, that's funny. <laughs> That's, you will always be lo- all of you will always be looking at literally me. just like the planets and the right. sun and are rotating around you him. and you and i are like poor ne'er-do-well scumbags and it's like there's like that sweet spot for being poor destitute scumbags and then making good i think johnny depp was a little too low on the totem pole to make good he's almost like a lottery winner type of guy the way he lives fast and loose oh yeah right he's got islands he's got like the skulls of hanged men like he it's like too much he's ca- he's like, caged he's too up. silly he's with caged his up money. he's dinosaur bones yeah like i just 
he like he pays to be in bands like there's a band called like Vampires of Nashville and he plays the maracas in it like it's a super group <laughs> but he's just in it cuz he's he's Johnny Depp and he owns a lot of famous dead people's guitars like you can't say no to him well i always heard but you're also yeah. kind of like oh god i always heard he could and here's the thing interestingly enough i think i could say no to him like if i walked in it's like Hey, uh, Johnny Depp wants to talk to you. And I walked into a room and he gaudy ringed, sitting directly in the center. I think I'm confident enough, at least now. I think it's because now I'm just totally dadded up where I could just walk in and go, no. No, it's true. It's like you hit a dad level where you're like, he does that with his gaudy rings and his throne. (laughs) And your dadness is like, I'm Leonidas from 300. I just throw a spear at his face. No, I think it's more just like, I'm just, I'm over so many things now. This is long before daddom, but the the ability to be over, like, uh, I don't think it's Chauvy, but it could be. And I think, I don't think I'm the first, but like when you hit that point where that like provocative, super sexy Mm -hmm. 22 year old is kind of like in your midst Mm -hmm. or looking your way, you just go, nope. No, and I'm not I'm saying that because it's like having to bat bat this girl off of the stick. But just even the like, <laughs> like, you know, when I was 22, it's exhausting the thought of it right, like, mm-hmm. and walk into the room and be like, oh, well, she's she's hot. I'm going to like I'm going to what can I do to pursue tonight? Like, how can I break in a conversation? Yeah. That sounds worse. I don't ever have to do that than again. Fucking heartburn to me. No, it's the same way. Like, that's where I work with, like, all of these young people. I'm just like, I'm so glad I don't have, I don't care about impressing anyone. Yeah, I guess that's it. The impression. Man or woman. Yeah, yes. Like, it doesn't matter. Or that. Yeah, I guess Johnny Depp's the hot 22-year-old of that caliber. Like, I I He's also, like, the kid when you're, like, and again, going back to, like, when you're, like, oh, I knew this kid from school. His mom, he's... His his family has a lot of money. They have all of the video game systems. Oh, we're, he invited me over to stay at his house, and you immediately regret it. Oh, you just immediately oh, regret oh, it. Yeah, because his his mom's fighting with her like boyfriend, but his dad is like sleeping in the other room, and you're just like, I don't belong here. <laughs> yes, yes, dynamics. And like the, the older sister snorting cocaine, and you're just like. Oh no! It's I don't want to be at Johnny Depp's house anymore. <laughs> that is, so... I want to be at home with my brothers. That transitions into something I was thinking about, and I hadn't looked at it from that side. And this is exactly, and you'll see where I'm getting at in a minute. So, Ruby was sitting in her chair. She was eating. She was watching like music, like we've been watching music videos. Pin it! Oh my god! But uh. Yeah. Um, You're in music video phase. Oh. <laughs> anyway, she just looks at me and then just gives me the hardest, strainedest eye contact look. Like she's <laughs> going to burst a vein in her neck because she's taking a shit. And she just goes, <laughs> like, and I was like, like uh-oh, uh-oh. where did that go? Like, because it's like just being able to seize on that, like, okay, yeah, here we like go. zero, um, zero inhibitions, nothing, just like, uh, and she's not doing, and there's no impression. It's just like I'm doing my thing, and I was like, God, like, 
I thought like so you always hear when you get older like uh, maybe it's because you hear the hear about Elvis you go hey take it easy on that toilet easy, easy. you want to have an aneurysm on that toilet <laughs> so <laughs> even even as an adult you can't like enjoy like the freedom of just going I'm fucking going for it because in the back of your head you're going I'm gonna fucking have a heart attack on here. Right. don't go too hard i've watched that weightlifter video too many times so i was thinking i was like oh well that must be something that came on later the strain right like this but i was like oh the, <laughs> the, strain. the strain you're born the with strain the strain of man and so i'm like uh so that's like total freedom i was like it's too bad we lost that strain and inhibitions and all that but the reason Coming back to what you said, the reason for that sleeping over at Johnny Depp's house is as if you don't lose that strain, you have no hold over social dynamics that you need. Mm-hmm. And that's why mm-hmm. slowly yes. but surely, as the strain goes away, your awareness creeps in because you only have to learn once, maybe twice about just giving eye contact to kids and go, nope, not staying at that kid's house. He seems like a good time no at chance. lunch, but there's he, there's something about the cut of his jeans that I don't like. He's the kid you commit to, and then when his mom calls your mom, you get the you go the old classic. I got a stomach ache. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Or you st- you try and you gamble. You roll those dice. You get over there for a for a video game session. It's going well, and then you better have an out. You better have a hard out. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yours. You go. You got. You had the good. You had the go-to because you had migraine, so you could always play the migraine card because you had always. Unfortunately, you had them, so you're just like, ah, come and roll the dice on this. I got migraine. Get me the fuck out of here. I wish. I. I hope I instill the same type of honesty in Ruby because I had the most golden out and I never used it. Like, hey, you want to stay over? Nope. I wet the bed. Like, and then it's over. Just nope. I don't want to pee. Well, it's just like Ashley just never. She said no, her entire life was like no. I will hang out. She'd commit to the sleepover and then just like, nope, pick me the fuck up right, <laughs> right. now. So her parents were like, "You can say yes a few times," and then she was just like, "I'm never doing it." So she never did it. She never did it. Well, whew. which unfortunately you missed some good times. But you miss out on a couple fucking Johnny Depps. <laughs> you miss out on some Johnny Depps. Yeah, I don't know. I th- I feel like there's more Johnny Depps. A few Depps of those Johnny Depps not. where you're like, Ugh, this is I sleep where the dog sleeps. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or like yes. someone just starts watching hardcore pornography and you're like, what? I'm uncomfortable. I'm just uncomfortable. I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to hide under this pile of garbage. The level of uncomfortability, you know when it starts for me. So it's exciting. You got a new video game. You're halfway through the levels. The only way to finish it is to have a sleepover tonight. You make the phone calls. You don't think your mom's going to say yes. She says yes. And you know what the first level of uncomfortability is? Dinner's ready. And it's always like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) It's never good. It's never better than what your parents make. Even if your parents make like fucking Dinty Moore and fucking Man Witches, whatever you're getting at Johnny Depp's is way worse than that. And you're like, I wish I had a pizza made on white bread with Velveeta. (laughs) There's There's something always off. Like it's always a hot dish and you're like, 
that could be good. And then some type of like, what is that? Okra? Something bubbles to the surface. <laughs> we just think an okra. What's like the grossest thing? Like thing I enjoy now. But if you're surprised with okra, you're like, whoa, wait, whoa. Why is this so snotty? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. where are there seeds? Inve- oh god this is no no thank you oh man let me see what and then so dinner's over and then i think mine you, was there was like a yeah the, it was like i swear to god it was a dip that they fed us like it was dinner <laughs> dinner and dip, it was dip like dinners. <laughs> spicy it was spicy spam and velveta cheese like just put in a bowl <laughs> and stirred together and then like a sleeve of saltines and like dinner served <laughs> tried so hard to not cry <laughs> that's just short of like it was just like no this isn't food that's short of living in a hotel during the depression man <laughs> i know it's like we're in the trenches it's like i'm gonna eat mud so you think dinner's bad and then usually as i'm recalling the next step was twofold bad Either religious either bedtime is, or yes. grooming time. And we've all talked about my one really weird experience with that. Everybody showers together. <laughs> Come on. This isn't Porky's. <laughs> There's a hole in this wall. I can see it. No, there was no need for a hole because dad just stood there. Arms crossed. <laughs> But the whole star shape, and they're just shoving spam and Velveeta through it like a fucking Play-Doh machine. Yeah, Bible verses. Usually, at one point, like, an older sibling would come home, and it'd get even worse. Like, they were just plain abusive. Oh, no, I had times like that where it was like, oh, fucking Jeffrey's back. And I was like, oh, your brother Jeffrey? And it was like, yeah, he's going to beat the shit out of you, unless you're faster than me. Right. And then it was just like, so I physically running for my life from this fucking psychopathic, like 14 year old who's just like mad that someone's eating his spam and Velveeta. That's his portion. That's my portion. That kid drank my black coffee. There was a, I I, I won't say specifics, but there was a kid we all knew and I grew up with and he had an older brother who was just like, let's just, he was just straight up strung out, like legit strung out. And also, like, dealing to pay for his habit. So we were just in the basement. It was sleepover. And, like, he didn't live at home anymore. But he still had a room with, like, a chain over it. Like, chain covering the door. And we were... Oh, that's like an 80s movie. The room with the chain on it? But we... But, like, this ain't no movie. Like, we were joking around. And we went over (laughs) under the chain. And, like, I don't know if there was an alarm, but his dad heard about it. And I've never been yelled at from somebody else's dad like that. He was like, you stay the fuck out of this room. I was like, what is happening right now? And it was just like, you're not my dad. And if you had said that to him, he'd have knocked your fucking teeth out. I think in retrospect, the only thing I can think of is I could have found something and they would have had to kill. Like, I could have found something and I would have known too much. Or something. You were sleeping in Walter White Depp's basement. Yeah, yeah right. You were going to find, like, exactly. the latest shipment of, like, Ooga Booga Premium or whatever, whatever like, you call heroin. I don't know. Or, two. I haven't watched French Connection enough. It could have been just the fact, like, on the very, very, very off chance that he came home at the same time we're looking for Playboys in his room. 
this brother probably would have killed have, us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then he's like, "I have, I'm, I will go to jail." Yeah. Because my son's a murderer. Yeah. No. But also, that guy, come on. So it takes more than a chain. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Black chain, come on. This isn't parenthood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gonna find Joaquin Phoenix's nudie tapes? Always wanted those nudie tapes. Like I remember watching that, and I was same like, as you. "Still to this day, I'm like, what were those? Exactly what I'd give to watch those I tapes." I just remember, like, I was like, "That's such a big bag of tapes." It's like <laughs> so, so many thick, tapes. those tapes, so many tapes. That's like a Betamax. Oh man! And and to me, that bag was as greasy as <laughs> if it was full of like Italian parmesans, like just sausage parms. It was so greasy. That's, it looked like it was so thin. It looked like. Like homemade papyrus from art class. <laughs> There's some citrus peels in that. Well, that room smelled, but <laughs> not like citrus. Uh, I so I got something. I got a real treat for you because we were talking about pooping and straining. Uh, yeah. At work, I was working with this guy. We were pruning out in the field, so we brought in some some workers to do it. I had this really. Uh, good guy like young uh puerto rican dude and uh mm. from delaware or that's where he moved down from but he just fucking had an attitude on him you know he's like 20 years old just fucking quick as a whip like ready to like you know yeah but he was like a really really nice really good worker but like he is like as uh johnny said you can't scheme a schemer like he started realizing like you know to get out of this thing, I got to find an angle. So his angle was no joke taking dumps. And so every day I'd be like, uh, uh, well, his name was Danny. He's not going to listen to this, but I'd be like, Danny, uh, where were you? He's like, coffee, had to take a dump. And then the next, <laughs> <laughs> just no shame, which you can't argue with, but you're also like, no human takes as many dumps as you take on a, on the clock. So, he did so one time and then it got even more casual johnny was uh i don't know if you listened to last episode but johnny was out here and we were working together and danny's walking out and i'm walking in i go danny where are you going he just goes dump you go, yeah okay i'm gonna give you that smell test danny i'm going in <laughs> and johnny was like i was like oh i talked to uh danny and he said he said was, did you say he had to poop i said no he said dump he's like he kept like I was like, Danny, why are you taking another break? And he's like, I have to, I have to poop. I was like, what do you mean? He said it like breathy? Like I have to, <laughs> got secret. but so all in all, this is just a, a pretty bland story until it gets to this moment. It's like, like the third day to the end or it's, I've gotten used to his, his, <clears throat> his moves and he's coming back. He's coming back like 15 minutes late from lunch. And I'm like, Danny, what's going on? Were you taking a dump? And he goes, and he literally, this is, and this is, you know what? I'll hire him back in a heartbeat now. He goes, no, I was taking a dunk. <laughs> and I go, a, what's a dunk? He goes, you know, it's when you take a dump sitting down. <laughs> That's what? Never get to before. get to work. <laughs> oh, this is perfect. I'm cementing all the toilets. God. Taking a dunk. Because there's so many more questions you can't ask. So, like, when you said dump before, you were standing? <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Or you used the urinal? Like, But I will say this. 
true to form, this guy. So it could be hot all around on me. This guy might be taken, might be, Dunks. might might have an IBS situation. Space Jam too. The first day of his interview, technically, he was wearing a shirt <laughs> with a guy sitting on a toilet, stick guy sitting on a toilet. Oh, the stick guy toilet stick shirt? Guy, no, but it was stick guy toilet shirt plus sign video game controller sign equals peace sign maybe Vernal will have to confirm that but it was a dump guy <laughs> equation shirt dumping video games peace that's that's his life that's nothing wrong he's, with that he's the he's bundy reborn oh man oh so that's um uh, god uh who likes pooping that much even enough to use it as an excuse and have a shirt <laughs> See, I don't the like shirts the, like, a lot, bit much. We're from the Midwest, so we had the like far from pooping and all of the dumb like <laughs> <laughs> like fake Norwegian like it's a guy in a out I was like, I don't like pooping enough to have it on a shirt. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Like as su- there's certain things Unless it's a solo coil, like that looks like a hot dog link, and you're like, Is that a hot dog? And I'm like, No, it's dumb. <laughs> no, but not even. Come on. It's just me straining. <laughs> But even I'm not that tasteless. Like, there's no... There's even, like, there's even those guys that try to slide it in, like, no, it's uh, Mr. Poopy from South Park or whatever that guy was. <laughs> but nobody likes it. <laughs> You're the guy that buys that at the fucking sound station. <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, there's... I, I Or play it again CD or whatever it's called. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, poop shirts are, are a little too much. Now, a good Big Johnson. I might not complain. Hey, I'll take it. I got a, I got a Bear Wiz t-shirt in my closet that doesn't fit anymore. But for some reason, there there is a moment with Big Johnson that is etched in my brain. And it had to do with adults. Like, I was probably 11 at the time. And my older brother uh, was... Uh, it was another friend of his. So it was our parents... And uh, Jesse and his friend and their parents and his friend had a big Johnson shirt on. Mm-hmm. And I just remember this moment like where my parents and their parents were laughing hysterically at it. And I just instead of TV, <laughs> had it draped over the TV. Like, like it was just this long. I was just observing this long conversation about this big Johnson shirt. And they kept like finding Easter eggs about it. Like. Or you see, you see what's holding that tent up. Is it Big Johnson? And it's just like, <laughs> oh man, they're more complex than I remember. And then the the, uh, the last thing I was like, uh, and this is on me, not them. They pulled the the shirt back, and it had a tag, like a a washing instructions tag, and even that was like, don't wash your Big Johnson, beat it on a rock, you know, don't put boiling water on your Big Johnson, and Oh, they commit. I go to brand. Good, good on you. That's where I was. Like, that was the moment where I was like, I didn't think it was funny, but I was like, that's how far you need to take a product. (laughs) All the way to the uh, cleaning instructions. It's the Borat of shirts. It's the Shots of Baron Cohen. Like, even the washing instructions are still. It's the cold tag of shirts. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. It's the cold tag. I want to know what the made, where it was made in. Uh, Like Big Dongia? <laughs> like, is it, did they commit? Oh, did they go to, like, there? 
Johnsonville. Ooh, that's good. Made under uh, like does even China do they, are they able to get China to commit to the bit where they're like, yeah, okay, we'll let you go with the made in China, but it's got to be made in the Chinese province of <laughs> Schlongsville or whatever. Like I don't Hong Schlong. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh man. It's the nineties. You can get away it's with that. It's made in Hong Schlong. <laughs> <laughs> the Hong Schlong. Oh God. Oh man. I don't know how we got on big J's, but God. cause there's like, there used to be stores in the mall that like, Oh yeah. The, the the afternoon manager would lick his chops when the new shipment of Big Johnson shirts came in. Oh. And there's not a lot of like content, you know, like Big Johnson fire fire hose. Big John, like they ran out at some point. I don't know if they even did fire. I, I all I can remember is Big Johnson camping, maybe Big Johnson bowling Pitch a tent. Well, you see, I remember the fire one because of the hose. Oh, there was a fire like it one. It takes a big hose. Like, think of all of the different terms you can use for dick, and then that, think of a job that involves it. Well, what was can't? Oh, pitching a tent. Uh, pitch a tent. Base. Batter up. I don't know. I don't got know. Got a big <laughs> stick. Takes a big stick. I would, uh, oh, yeah. It, my Teddy Roosevelt Big Johnson shirt. <laughs> Speak softly, have a Big Johnson. <laughs> Get out of South America or I'll fuck you in the same ass. Same pinhead face. Because that was the thing I remember was like, ooh, those shirts are too sexy. Those women can see their nipples. But they had the same faces the men Wait, had. what shirt are you talking about? Big Johnson? Big Johnson ones. They all had the like buxom babes oh. and the same Big Johnson guy. But all the women look like him. Sure. They all had the same face. Same like yeah, features. Same I, like. I pinhead, yes, no I chin, long yes, nose. Yes, yes. Uh, it's like the preacher of shirts. So it's this weird, like, ooh. I mean, for a, a weird little kid, it's like, ooh, that should be sexy. It's, but it uncanny looks like valley, the yeah, the same. Can Big Johnsons? Can you pull off a Big Johnson now? Ironically, I think you could. Is a Big Johnson even a national thing? Was that I were people walking on Wall so. Street with Big Johnson shirts? <laughs> Got that in the best, <laughs> like a mulleted guy <laughs> on Wall Street who's just like, you know what I like to do when I'm on my downtime? Crack a Bud Light and just rock my Big Johnson. Trading some orange juice futures, jerky futures. Uh, that's a, that's a good question because I don't know if it. Was a main thing because everybody I know who references it, whether it be people I met in New York, they're all from like the Midwest or from somewhere else. I think I'm going to go with. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. That's a question. That, that's questionable. That might be. Uh, you might have to do that's country our, territory. A, a new segment. Yeah. Oh, shirt. Shirt origins. Col- the Col- Because tag. they had the PG version, which a lot of kids I knew were allowed to wear. They were the church kids, but it was the big dog. Wait, was that an entendre? Big dog? It was the same type of shirt, except it was like a black and white dog. <laughs> it was basically the same shirt. It was probably the same company, but they just, instead of having the busty women who look like the little pinheaded nerd, yeah. 
it was just like a dog, like a shaggy dog playing. So it's like big dog pool. Oh, I do you know, remember. Watch the that. felt. So it was a little bit. It was a little more. It's PG thirteen and not. But did the big dog like? I've never heard anybody to like watch out for this big dog. <laughs> Except I for think prison. Supposed to make that leap. Wow, that's a big leap. I didn't. I just thought they had cool dog shirts. They were pulling the wool over my eyes on those. I was like, what are those dogs playing pool? <laughs> playing, playing cards together. And then behind my back, they're like, what an asshole. These dogs are fucking. No, I remember the only time I ever got in trouble for a t-shirt in school was I had a a Simpsons t-shirt. And this is before Watertown had the, like, this is, like, I love this about Watertown. This is before Watertown had the Simpsons that you could yes, watch crazy, right? on cable because we didn't even have the station that ran the Simpsons, mm-hmm. but you get like bootleg tapes of the Simpsons. Our buddy Schuler got tapes, right? From his like... Yeah, uncle? like it was like... <clears throat> yeah, it was always an uncle from like Colorado Springs. Always Colorado. So I think it was one guy just called Uncle who was making bootleg Simpsons tapes for 10-year-olds across the Midwest. Yes, so Watertown and... didn't get Fox. I remember that. No, it wasn't until we were in middle school. That's wild. Because then it was later we didn't have Comedy Central, so we mm-hmm. didn't have South Park. Yep. It was the same sort of weird lag. Yeah, that is so weird. Until in you retrospect. got it down the pipeline. But I remember begging my parents to get this Simpson shirt and they bought it for me, so it's not like it was like a big Johnson shirt, but it was like Bart Simpson looking at a like sort of classical woman who had like a little side boob. Cause it was like, it's supposed to be like a traditional painting sure. and it was called art appreciation. And it was Marge yanking him away from this like art piece drawn, like a Simpsons character and just Bart going like, Hey man, or like, Whoa, dude. <laughs> oh, that's a Bart <laughs> and the tag was art appreciation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, got in trouble like they took me out of class and like this you can't wear this shirt here and i was like why it's the simpsons like i didn't even understand the little the very like pg sexual connotation of it until they made me and then i had to turn it inside out like put it on backwards how repressed like that's like donnie rumsfeld when they he made them cover up was it Donald Rumsfeld or was it the other guy? They made them. Oh no! It was um. Fuck! What was it? Ashcroft. Yeah, John, John Ashcroft, Ashcroft made them cover up the breasts of Lady Liberty, right? Or the Lady statue. Liberty? Yeah. Uh, no, it was the Justice. Justice. That's the, right. Uh, the scales, right? The statue of the yeah. Um, I had to turn a shirt inside out once, and this was even, and all it was, it was a skateboard shirt. It was for this brand Flip, I think it was, and it just had a mushroom on it. Like one mushroom, no like drug reference other than you could say, you could make the link and go, well, that's a magic mushroom. So I had to turn it inside out. This, that's, it's also, this is like 15 years after Mario Brothers came <laughs> right. out. So you could also go so far as to be like, no, it's a Mario Brothers Yeah, shirt. meanwhile, Brett, you fucking weird. Walking down with his goddamn Mario Brothers shirt that's been stained for, all right, I gotta <laughs> delete that name. I don't know why. <laughs> He he came up he came up with the uh, he, his 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 name was in my brain when I was thinking of uh, 
having to sleep next to the old hounds in the garage at a sleepover. <laughs> but it's been bleeped by now, so you it doesn't sleep matter. sleep in the hayloft with the fucking... Super nice kid. Just, uh, it's weird when you go sleeping over at a friend's house and they have one room, like they've lived in that house for many years, yet there's still one room with nothing in it. It's very bizarre. So we'd like, I just yeah, at this that... sleepover, we just slept in a itemless room <laughs> on the floor, <laughs> which I, I guess is cool. It's just, is weird. Well, it's like you and I both have kids now and how much effort it takes to keep a room clean and clutter free, sure. but let alone just a room with nothing I'd, like an empty room like that takes a level of care and like, what the fuck are these shoes doing in this room? This is the fucking empty. room. You know what? I would love now that I think about it, I would love to have an empty room. Like Ruby zinging all over. Like a meditative, quiet, just nothing in it. Room. Nothing you can. Like Ruby was at the ER two days ago because she, she's been cruising, pulling herself up uh -oh. and walking around. And she, Did she, she, she it? swatted a, a jar of peanut butter off the table. It broke and she immediately like sat on her butt and slammed her hand down into the peanut butter oh, and got a God. shard of glass in the hand. And then. No. Which uh, is it, it fine. It was just like a surface yeah. cut. But. They had to glue it together. But meanwhile, I wasn't here. Meanwhile, Meg was like, so I pick her up, make sure, you know, she doesn't have glass through her hand. And I look over and Rudy's just lapping up this peanut butter with all this broken glass in it. You're like like gummo with these catfish this, or uh, <laughs> uh, cat food and glass. <laughs> but yeah, oh my God, like the way she's zipping around just a room. With carpet and nothing else in it where I could shut the door, that'd be amazing. Because she could just zip around and I wouldn't have to but worry about But the amount it. of effort to keep it that oh, way. Oh, it would never happen. No. Takes a... Saint. You have to tell someone that someone died in that room to keep it empty. Like, don't go in there. Someone died in it's there. It's haunted. That's the haunted room. Yeah. Um. Did I... So I, I pinned... Um, Music videos, but I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to reiterate something I talked about. Did I? So did I tell you we've been watching old music videos? Like she loves music, and no, you just mentioned it, and I was, I just said, oh my god, because we Harvey had the same thing. Like went through it where all we did was play, uh, fucking what was her name? Just the same like five or six music videos on YouTube, and then whatever weird shit Pops up came up after yeah secret oh yeah sure we uh so i'm like just got into this like 90s like so it's like oh i remember smashing pumpkins tonight tonight that's a great music video mm -hmm. and it just reminded me one of how much i miss music videos but two yes. a little bit of how much it's like fuck you dad we're making music videos like because when i was yes. a kid i was like I was with him. I was like, fuck yeah, you, fuck dad. you, dad. I'm, I'm watching, watching music, music videos. videos. But now you watch it now. And this is my favorite, favorite, favorite. And I guess I don't remember it as well. Everybody else is like, yeah, I remember that music video. But I watched it almost with virgin eyes. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we finish. We're going down. It's Butthole Surfers back. And then Nirvana video pops up. And it's Heart-Shaped yeah. Box. <laughs> as soon as it, the song's amazing. But I was like... <clears throat> Is this a fucking pie in the toilet sketch? Because all of a sudden, yeah, pretty much this beautiful like 
kind of painted backdrop appears. It's very bright and colorful, and it's the three crosses, you know, uh, uh, the mm-hmm. Jesus crosses. And all of a sudden, out of the foreground, up from off camera, starts sauntering in this like super emaciated old man, like Jesus, like with the ribs oh showing. My God, that's right. But he's wearing yeah. a diaper and a Santa Claus hat, <laughs> and he's just right. sauntering, sauntering up to this fucking cross. And I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then, boom, swoops <gasps> down. Uh, two black crows land on the cross, like two like badly puppeted black crows. Yeah, and then cut in the next scene, he's hanging on this cross, and it's this old man in the Santa hat. And then these little kids come do 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 like goose stepping in, but one is in a a white Ku Klux Klan outfit, and the other is in a black Ku Klux Klan outfit, <laughs> and they start kind of doing like a like a we represent like a weird dance kind of thing around him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this can't get any better. But sure enough, side swipe to the next scene. And it's like an apple tree. But instead of apples, they're fetuses. <laughs> so it's this tree. Right. Of yes. It's all coming back to me. Now. Oh my God. Uh, and then I think they like cut back to like classic nineties grunge, them like sitting in a itemless room or something. But yeah. I was like, this is Beautiful. That reminds me, it's been so long, but I was like, I have to tell you guys about this dream I had. And it was like the most vivid dream, but it was one of those vivid dreams that is mundane. So that's kind of why you remember it, because I was like, oh my God, this dream is crazy, but it's very boring. And it was, <clears throat> it was me having a conversation with Kurt Cobain, mm. except Kurt Cobain was wearing a Santa hat and a diaper. He would <laughs> almost it was like Kurt Cobain how he would look, I'd imagine now. Oh, okay. Like we didn't co- have a conversation, but like he was like faddish <laughs> and like wearing like a um like a the clat like what uh uh, uh Donald Sutherland w- wore in Animal House. Like he looked like a college sure. professor tweed jacket. So like fat, kind of pompous had his beard, but it was a little unkempt, mm-hmm. just in like a cool, unkempt sure. way. And then like longish hair. Like, so he didn't look cool, but he looked like a dad. It was like Kurt Cobain if he was 60. And we were talking, and then the conversation turned from a converse, us talking into him lecturing me. And he was talking about this new form of poetry he was working on. And it was about poetry, like about right now, like right this second, like what you think about right now. Mm-hmm. So he kept referencing himself. And I was like, that's cool because you're Kurt Cobain. Like people care what you think about right now. So it's kind of like Twitter. Like he's explaining Twitter say, or stream of consciousness as if it was as if it was poetry. It was like, OK, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was telling me about these poets he was talking to. And at the time, I didn't know who they were like I went back and looked up their names after the dream mm-hmm. and it was Rimbo and Canto huh. with these guys he kept talking about. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cool. And, and then it was like, so I'm trying like actively, like as a person in the conversation, trying to remember what he's talking about and like, Oh yeah. Keep up with where he's going. I'm like Rimbo Canto. I got to remember those names. And the only reason I remember, cause they were written down. Like on a blackboard because he started then uh, 
like talking sure. to me, like teaching me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is fucking crazy. And I'm starting to like half dream, half awake. I'm like, this is fucking Kurt Cobain. I'm fucking talking to Kurt Cobain. And then all he did was after he was talking about this new form of poetry and all of this stuff he was working on, all he did was bitch about John Lennon and the Beatles. Oh, uh, yeah. Like that was the rest of the conversation. It's, and I was like, of course. Like I was like, keep, come on. I want to keep talking. And he was like, but fucking John Lennon. Here's the thing about fucking John Lennon. And then that was it. That was the rest of the dream. And then I woke up. The dream probably in real time was 90 seconds sure. long. Oh, yeah. But like all of that info, I remember. And I woke up the next day and was like, Ashley, I had this crazy vivid dream where I talked to like old Kurt Cobain about like writing and writing stuff. And all he wanted to do was bitch about John Lennon and the Beatles. Do you? But I looked up. Those poets, and they were act. They're real, oh, actual I, poets. Uh, I I know Rimbaud. I mean, I know of Rimbaud him, but was, I Canto is the other one. He's he was uh he was Greek. Hmm. What did he have to say about John Lennon? He fucking hated it. He fucking hated him, and that's where it turns turned into. Like it reminded me as I like maybe now I'm adding more context to it because I I think it was thinking about it. But it was kind of like being around a comedian who you're like, oh, cool. I really respect this guy. I want to fucking like just riff and talk. And all he wanted to do was shit on John Lennon. Right. Like he was like, I like, but here's the thing. Like fucking John Lennon is hack. He fucking sucks. I fucking hate him. And just like that was it. Like that was all I remember was this like him bitching about John Lennon. (laughs) Just like I think I actually in through a dream talked to Kurt Cobain. Because I was like, that's the most Kirk Cobain-y thing, is him hating John Lennon because John Lennon is still more famous than him. It could have been his older brother, Bert. <laughs> no, so I had that in my notes to talk about this fucking crazy dream that I had about talking to Kirk Cobain that was just kind of like, oh, okay, cool, time to go. Oh, that sounds... It was like sleeping over at Johnny Depp's house. I'm like, okay, you don't like the Beatles. I get it. Let's do something else. Two points on that. One, I know I told you about this, and I forget if I was telling Johnny last time, but I had a crazy vivid dream up until one point, and I wish I could remember they were bitching about John Lennon, but it was like you and I, we were been doing sketch for like six months. Like we were super into it, and we were like getting rolling, and I had the dream where I was – so it's been so long ago, obviously, it's Minneapolis, but essentially it comes down to me having a conversation with the guys from Mighty Python. And at one point, John Cleese just leans in and says something to me, which I know, I still know, was like the funniest sketch idea I'd ever heard. And I was like, here, That's I'll right, give you this yeah. one. And I woke up this one's and on I, me. I literally had the moment of, oh, my God, I've got and it was gone. And it was immediately just gone, never to be had. Like it's like it, it's almost like a um, a Twilight Zoning thing, where you like you're yeah. like I've got it. No, I, no, there's time now. But two, it's funny you say that about John Lennon because I'm listening to this podcast um, about John Lennon and Paul McCartney about their songwriting relationship, mm-hmm. and the podcast yeah. is all about <clears throat> is all about like 
how amazing partnerships come to like the history of amazing partnerships and what's created out of them. I forget the name of it, but John Lennon sounds like such a D bag, such a D bag. I mean, and that's the thing. He's like, it's like actually reinvigorated my love of the Beatles because I was a huge like Beatles nerd until I like, like when I was like from 10, I'd say till like I was 14 and I was like, I'm listening to Heart Shaped Box, Dad. And like, I got rid of all my yeah. Beatles albums and all this shit. And I think that is when, like, the thing about the Beatles, and I, I understand people like, I hate the Beatles or I love the Beatles. Like, cool. I get if you don't like them. Fine. You can't yeah. really cherry pick. I think the Beatles are, the Beatles to me, and we've talked about this before about SNL. Yeah. Like, that's why people have those eras of SNL. The Beatles to me, work the best if you can find them early because their music grows kind of along the lines of the tastes of if you start with the early Beatles in adolescence like as a sure. kid yep very kiddie music but if you keep listening their songs evolve and get weirder and more complex and like if you keep at music you can take something from there and then find something like heart shaped box so the Beatles to me will always be very important because they're one of the few bands where you can like evolve as a human with their music. That's a good but point. But if you come in late, like I get it. It doesn't, there's not a lot for you. So I'm like, I'm with you. I was like a huge Beatles nerd. And I think it's because we also, for some reason, like in Watertown in particular, like I remember my music class, the music teacher I had, the songs we learned were Beatles songs. There was something very, there's a lot like of specifically. The Beatles, like no one else, like not any other folk music, not anything else. And maybe it was just that era because when we were in middle school, that that huge anthology ABC had the big Beatles special, the anthology number one. Like, so the Beatles were back, baby. (laughs) The Beatles are back. Mid 90s Beatles craze. (laughs) Big 90s Beatles craze. It's true, though. (laughs) That's so crazy. I, the, the, First three CDs I had, and I had to share them with my brothers. We had a Best of Garth Brooks CD because we bought a CD player as a, a Discman as a family. Oh, yeah, those were it had bucks. its own little like Velcro box. Mm-hmm. So we had to get Best of Garth Brooks in case my dad wanted to throw the headphones on and groove to like <laughs> oh that image eight miles out of Tucson. <laughs> uh, so that was the first CD, and then it was. Presidents of the United States of America sure. and Sergeant Pepper. She's lump. She's lump. She's in my head. Picture. And the I got Sergeant Pepper right, that Christmas. Sergeant Pepper was amazing. like, "Thanks, guys. I'm taking the discman and I'm going downstairs. <sighs> Just listen to Sergeant Pepper's on a little discman by myself as people enjoyed Christmas. I. It's so funny you mentioned the." disc man i want to get back to the beatles but oh the name of the that podcast is one plus one but so the disc man were expensive i remember i wanted a disc man so bad so i had to save up money and it was like 125 bucks and you know i was like 11 or whatever but like that started this weird infatuation because i i couldn't afford a stereo because while i saved up 125 bucks for a disc man still a stereo is like 300 bucks and that's out of reach so I ended up with almost like this dollhouse version of music. So I had a Discman (laughs) and then I bought little Discman speakers for them. 
and oh, then God, I cut yeah. up a shoebox yeah, yeah. and cut a hole out in the center where the disc man went and cut a hole out on the sides where the, my tiny little speakers went and that was my stereo so it, again it was very God, depressionistic no, no, like it makes so much sense though you said that and I was like god what a genius <laughs> I couldn't get my parents to buy me discman speakers <laughs> oh I had to buy those babies with the bass boost on them it was just a button you press oh yeah it was Said, we got you, sucker. The placebo for a generation. <laughs> oh, no. This is Limp Biscuit. You better turn the bass boost up, bass, Jess. Bass boost. That's insane. Oh, I... <laughs> it went from ba, ba, ba to ba, ba, ba. Ooh, listen to that bass, dude. I wish I was in the pitch meeting where bass boost is. What do you mean? He's like, I got an idea. We can. That guy lives on Monte Carlo right <laughs> yes. now with the money he made off of just like, I don't know, bass boost. How do you do that? Just put a fucking switch on it, you ass. And add $10 to it. But what does Bass Boost do? <sighs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> Trademark it. I want to listen to my Sergeant Peppers and Bass. Oh, God. That is so funny. I forgot about Bass Boost. And then, and then you have the other assholes living right next door to him with a moat around him who just went, uh, put something on there called Anti-Shock. Does it stop the CD from skipping? <laughs> oh, Oh, God. I remember the princess in the P setup I had to have with my shitty Discman when I finally got a car to drive. So I was like, cool. I put my Discman on three pillows and one oh, phone yes. book oh, yes. just to kind of stabilize it. And it still fucking skipped like a fucking rope. Just like you have the tiniest sliver of a scratch on that CD. It's the moment you take burn it. air, <laughs> fresh air, just like Freddy's claws across that. So truly in that Oasis in, CD. In retrospect, you ever try and go for a jog with a disc man? Like, so in retrospect, <laughs> oh yeah. like the what, Walkman is a more functional. It's a better. Item. It's just a better. It's thing. a better thing. It was just a better thing. It makes way more sense. I remember I had a Walkman that uh, I refused to take off, and this was in the Times. I don't like. Yes. I, I just refused to take it off, and I just remember I would go into stores, the big box stores, Shopco, Walmart. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have had a Target then, but everywhere I went, like the guy, the greeter at the front door, would always go, "Hey, ho, 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 ho," and then stamp one of those like hot pink stickers oh, on God. it. <laughs> You got to make sure you didn't take that out of here. You're not walking out of here with it. <laughs> going to put your shitty Walkman inside that box and walk out with a fresh one? Don't think so. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I didn't fucking fight in Vietnam so you could steal Walkmans, hippie. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing when you see your greeter at Walmart? Next time you see your greeter at Walmart. Just thank them for their service. <laughs> First of all, thank them for their service. But second of all. Blink, give yourself one second, and picture that greeter taking a toot off an old bong hit off of an automatic rifle. (laughs) Because that's what they were doing. Start humming. Start humming a Rolling Stone song and watch his eyes glaze over. There must be some kind of welcome to Walmart. Out of here. You're going to watch the bong smoke roll out of his nose. Oh, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, it's a little Social Security. 
a little Walmarty greetery job. Start puffing the, start tooting the puffs again, man. Not, what's wrong with that? You meet new people. Nothing. Nothing. There's nuns wrong with nuns that. Nuns wrong with that. I could handle that shit. Yeah. You get a chair if you want one. And I'm not even being ageist. I'm, I'm legitimately saying, again, this is all coming full circle back to 22-year-old beauty. Yeah. No. Nah. No. Nah. Oh, yeah. Give me a chair. Could I, sir? Could I have a chair, please? <laughs> Just give, yeah, you don't have to say sir. I guess you go, hey, 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 chair. Give me someone who doesn't hassle me, a solid 30-minute break, a chair, and no fucking frivolous conversation with anybody other than, hey, thanks for shopping. Right. Thanks for shopping. Hey, I'm always genuine when I'm seeing the greeter. How you doing? Have a good day. No, I Nothing wrong with that. Thanks, always, I'm good. I've never, I've had a couple bad greeters, but they weren't nom vets. I could tell right off the bat. I point at my Walkman and say, "Not listening. <laughs> Can't hear you. I got the, I got fog hat <laughs> rolling yeah. in. That's a good pull, man. Fog hat is perfect. <laughs> uh, what was their tune? No, what what so was a funny. fog hat like, tune? Uh, smoke on the water. I think was that fog is that, hat. Is that no. CCD. That was. I think that was the Foggy Boys. <laughs> Smoke on the water. Oh, I was doing... No, that was Deep Purple. Deep Purple. Oh, that was Deep Purple. I, I will throw this one at you. I was playing... Foghat didn't have the violin, did they? Uh, the fiddle and the, the flute? No, that was Jethro Tull. It's taken is... care of bit. No, that's BTO. <laughs> I will say this, speaking of the, the Foghat diddlers or whatever you... The, the Foglers... I was coming up, I was playing the Antinomous game, and I came up with the perfect name for a Nickelback cover band. Oh, dude, tell me. The Dime, the Dime Town Fronties. <laughs> Dime Town Fronties. <laughs> I had an antonym name, and I'd written it down in my notes, and I just, it makes me chuckle, because it's a name and then a description, and it was uh, a Twisted Sister cover band called Crazy Brothers. <laughs> And then underneath, under the tab in was just, they don't even play music. They just wrestle each other on stage. <laughs> oh. I was like, all right. Our crazy brothers. I was, uh, there's so many weird things I was thinking about. Well, you and I were, we were, you and Henning and I were workshopping something. So a million things came to mind. I don't want to spoil it. I was put, I put it together today. Oh. I did see a fog hat band. Mitch is a. Mitch and I went out. He's he's actually doing a play. I saw that in Cleveland. So he's been really busy. So he's randomly in town the other night, and he was. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm I miss having like bartender type obligations. He was like, yeah, I'm only in town for one night, but the my bartender down at the Tree Bar, he's doing a show, and I've skipped out on all of them, but he gives me a lot of free drinks, so we got to go check out his show. And oh, I was like, yeah, of course I'll go with you. Sure. That's the only reason we would get people to come to our shows is through that same obligation. Yeah. So I was like, you need to respect that obligation. Of course. 100%. Um, uh, so we went and we walked in. And, and, and like, don't get me wrong. It is 100% an obligation. Oh, it is always an obligation. <laughs> there is never. And even, I can't even defend most of the obligation shows I cashed in for people. Of course it is never a genuine i mean it's genuine because they like the person but it's never a genuine oh yeah sure i want to go see uh you never, never had our uh, 
our Montreal Comedy Festival show when we cast in obligations. Yeah. So, sorry. Uh, so we go in and it's just like, <laughs> I think Mitch's description of the band was like, yeah, it's a bunch of middle-aged guys who play 90s rock music. They're middle-aged men, by the way. And I was like, okay, cool. Got it. So we walk in and of course it's like a guy older than the both of us, gray, but like singing so softly, like slow jam to blue music. And I was like, hey, killer light set up. They hit his light cue. So it's these like blues and cool. going in and out. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Grab my Tecate and go outside with Mitch while he smokes a cigarette and wait for his buddy's band. So we come back in and the band is starting. And the dude, again, around our age, but one of the guys who likes to do the mic, but with the wraparound. Ooh, he likes to wrap the cord I haven't seen that in a long time. No, there's a lot of throwbacks in this. So he's doing that and doing a lot of the like. He sings in profile and then looks at the audience to headbang and then sings back into oh, yeah. his tightly wrapped bicep. Wow, I haven't like, thought of that oh, in a while. Oh, boy, here we go. And he's like strutting around, like <laughs> yes. doing a lot of hot Indian dancing type <laughs> yeah. moves. Uh, and the band, it, sound, it, sound, it sounds like the deaf. Do you remember the band, the Deftones? Sure, of course. Absolutely. It sounds exactly like that. So I was like <laughs> immediately transported to 19 years ago when I was in college in Columbus and everybody was listening to the Deftones. So it's that like hard, it's, it's rock, but there's a little soft. So it's like, dee, 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 dee. And he's just strutting around and they have three violin players. Wow. That you cannot hear. Of course not. Like they're just there. The three violin players are there by obligation, apparently, because they just stand there. <laughs> we'll eventually every once in a while, toot on the violin and you couldn't hear it they didn't have a point dexter with the electric violin in there no and no mean guitar (sighs) by little old lamar come on where's booger presley when you need him (laughs) uh yeah so that was my foray back it ties in with heart-shaped box because it sounded like early 2000s late 90s music and it was the the type of guys you'd expect because it looks like the music they liked when they were young yeah Sounded exactly like it. So you look around the room and I was like, none of you have heard this the first time. Uh, so Oh, right. So, yeah, everybody thinks that. I will say I sent speaking of music, I sent you two things I'd like you to peruse if you haven't yet. One, this shows you I'm not getting down on Heart Shaped Box because like the same year that Heart Shaped Box came out uh, or that video was made. Ace of Base, I saw the sign. This video came out. Fuck. And it is so beautifully jerk practicing. I cannot even like we couldn't make a video this bad if we tried. Bad it's chess justice and level. Tr- bad green screen. Uh like swaps oh. in and out. It looks like they didn't have like I'm not saying you have to have a costume, but they didn't have like what 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 do you call like an art director on scene because it's just like mm-hmm. you know um rustler jeans boots maybe a leather vest but like just very plain all right for like the song which yeah. is a great song it's like everybody looks very plain jane and so you they you have a a vision right for your video yeah and you sh- and you're like i want everyone plain jane that's it you plain jane which is is fine but usually 
in my opinion, it's a bit of a faux pas for a music video to hit directly on the nose, right? So heart-shaped yes. box is not a music video where they open a box shaped like heart a heart box, right? Yeah. Unless if they opened it We're not and a bunch of dancing Bo-Cephas dicks came levels out. levels of like, yeah. But it's not a Ray Stevens video. Right. But I saw the sign. Whoever Henning's gonna love People this animation. They created like a mix between the male and the female symbol, and added like some like barbed wirey tattoo like chiselings oh, into it. Jesus. And they literally saw the sign like there there it's this really bad animated floating sign and they're looking That's, around seeing oh the sign God. it's amazing so it's like a pbs kids show where the sign is floating through they're yes. like let's solve a mystery with the sign yes yes you have to see it two i sent you something i know i've mentioned on the podcast but it's trailed off because it was no good for me to mention it because it was a uh cable access show that the only information i had on it was like it's these three really weird kids with their weirder dad trying to push them into music and making a show and for some reason three beat slide it's very similar to them but this was pre (laughs) and their dad happens to be friends with the guitar player from the band survivor that did eye of the tiger that's all i had and i would search you know you can google search anything three kids not that and it would just never came up and randomly when i was playing music videos an old video came, came up, up from eye of the tiger and i recognized the guitar player and i was like uh-huh. wait a minute like this is how long and i've now, been looking for this now i have a name you're like a nazi hunter <laughs> coming through five so i saw him and I, not only that like i was like wait a minute wait a minute like, I aged him in my mind, and I went, that's the fucking guy. So I looked up the name, and then looked up older him, and I found him. Because he's this old rocker who made way too much money off Eye of the Tiger, and now he's got, like, purple hair and, like, a flaming leather jacket, too many rings. I was like, that's the fucking guy. So I keep searching him. I put his name in. Kids Public Access Show. Boom. I got it. So it's these three homeschooled kids, and there's no there's no mention of the show existing, but there's one clip of them at his house, and it's so amazing because like the dad's like, "Hey, we're just gonna go over, and uh, maybe you'll get a few tips from a pro." And these kids are very normal. It's like the suburbs of Detroit, uh-huh. just normal, cool, look, good looking kids. Whatever, a little a little yeah. churchy. Yeah. And they knock on the yeah, store, and up. this guy comes up in, <laughs> in the tightest, most buckled leather pants <laughs> that he's like way too even skinny for now. Like they're baggy so on him because he's so old. Signs sewn into them. A leather jacket that buckles like a straight jacket all the way across. Oh, God. long stringy purple hair, and he's like. Hey guys, I heard you want a lesson. And so they go in and this is, there's two parts of this that one part I discovered today, but the second part is that's my favorite is that it's two girls and their brother, two sisters and their brother and the dad. And again, they all look very plain. So this kid walks in and it's obviously like time-lapse because they're working on a new song that he's producing with them. And so by the time, so the kid's learning this guitar lick from him 
And then sideswipe or whatever later on in the episode when they're recording the song. The kid's got a chain around his neck, a couple oh, jewelry rings on, eh? his hair spiked, but he's still got like the braces and like the Coke bottle glasses. I was just like, this is so beautiful. But the one new takeaway, and you got to watch this, is it's like, it's, um, what do you call it? First person camera or whatever, where they talk to the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose, but like the song they're writing is about like broken hearts. And it cuts to this one of the sisters, and she just goes, um, broken hearts? Well, I'm homeschooled, so if my heart was broke, it had to be by by my brother. And then it cuts away, and I was like, this is grisly, man. This is grisly. (laughs) Everyone, this is joy work. I'll get to post it on Jerk Practice Face page, but this show, I gotta, I'm gonna do more research to find it, but it is. Mais mm. juste, it is amazing. This old rocker, there's, and you were so right with the with the guitar lick as the door opens. And the best part, don't forget, he's like he looks like Johnny Depp. Like he should have his empty room with the chair yeah. in the middle, but he's got yeah, just the most beautifully plain suburban <laughs> one garage fucking because he's only gotten really one big paycheck. <laughs> And he's living off residuals, which isn't that much money. He should be a greeter at Walmart. (laughs) You can't give it up, man. Oh, my God. can't do it, man. I can't let go. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing, I I did have a a little list. The only other thing is uh, I'm glad you watched. While you haven't watched those, I do know you've watched Abducted in Plain Sight. Jesus H. Christ your take i was like the more the more you and i do the podcast the more i'm like i feel like we're bending reality around our conversations because i was like this is the craziest thing i've ever heard yeah it was insane like, we put it on because i was like ashley i heard this is a good documentary and she's like oh yeah check it out i may dip in and out and take a shower and we started it and she was like oh i got it she was doing something in the kitchen came back and i was like you just you you just missed the part where there's aliens. I was texting you yeah. while we were watching it. It's tough. It's a tough go. I uh, I just I can't believe it. I just the more we watched it, it was like Mormons are weird, man. And that's the one thing they didn't get into. They sure didn't. That they're all they sure didn't weird Mormons. They didn't even use like, the term Mormon. No, they they said uh, a LD, LDS. I wonder why that is. Do you? I think that's see here. I know I got into it with Johnny last time about the whole mm-hmm. kid stuff and giving old B a tug or whatever, and and that's that's sexual abuse. That's all like manifested. But yeah, the reason I don't have as much empathy as some people might might think I'm not empathetic. Let's put it that way because there's empathy there. But like. I think they're still covering their asses and their their organization. Like, because I think they legitimately were like, you can't say Mormon. Like, we can't, like, like they're still protecting their lifestyle, which is insane to me. No, it was just like, the thing about it was the guy kept getting away with the weirdest shit. Yeah. I just think he took advantage of of these people like he preyed upon their naivete or their LDS naivete like we keep everybody hates us we're Mormons like they've been 
persecuted and sometimes rightfully so sometimes not but they have a thing where they're like we we take care of our own because yeah. no one understands us and this guy just came in and just i think he was just winging it and he just kept going like i can't believe no this one's is telling working. me no yeah yeah he's just yes and in his way through they're just going and he's like okay uh I'm in a car with this girl's dad and I've just been, I, I told him and his wife after hitting on his wife that I need to play sex tapes while I sleep next to his daughter. How am I going to get out of this? I don't know. I'm uh, key. Do you want to give me a hand job? And then when the guy said, yes, he's like, I, I can't lose. <laughs> yeah. ding, 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 ding. Like he just, it's he all kept rolling the dice. He was on a, he was, he was riding a hot one down in fucking Reno and he couldn't, couldn't be stopped. Yeah, right. You know what it is? It because he is he is a very um who's a good example. I guess Alistair Crowley maybe. Like he has no boundaries. That's clear. Like he is a hedonist to the yeah nth degree. That's a a good comparison because he is like a Sunday like a like youth pastor Alistair Crowley. Yes, because he has no boundaries, but he plays that like. He's not going to walk into a, a party with his dick out right. and, like, talk about having sex with a demon. But, like, he has no... He's like, cool, you want to you fuck? Guy? To keep... To cover his tracks. Like, he'll have sex with a man or a woman. When he's cornered, he's just like, you want to go? You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> right. Don't tell anybody, though. <laughs> that guy. Oh, man. No, but you're totally right. He's totally, like, no boundaries sort of... Alistair Crowley just like go by the whims right so yeah so that's a perfect com- uh, confluence of a guy with zero boundaries and like the tightest wound people ever right so as soon as he yeah. uh, incorporates them like he just has them because they're so tightly sure. wound and ingrained in, in all the shame that the moment Hand job. Well, he's like, well, this guy owns me for life. Uh, had an affair. Yeah. Well, now this guy owns her for life. And then as far as, like, we'll get into the um, child abuse part, because that's just, for him, I don't know if it's Well, he the... found a way to then do that to her, like, get her in his corner. Right. Once he was able to, like, find a way to get past the, like, how can I convince this 12-year-old that to have sex with me? I'll tell her it's aliens. <sighs> Yeah. You know, like, it's, like, fucking insane. But you're right. He knew enough to, like, just float under. He's like a shark. Yes. He was just under the surface. Like, he wasn't, like, the Aleister Crowley sort of, like, I hate society. I, I fuck with everyone to get attention. This guy was like, why the fuck would I want attention? <laughs> like, I have no boundaries. I don't want anybody to put a boundary in front of me. Like, I don't want to challenge anybody. I, uh, I, I will say this to, to bring it down or to, to, to hit a, a smoother note from, from B. I watched that in tandem with the 10 world's weirdest homes. And, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was a nice palate cleanser because as amazing or as fun as these houses look from the outside, it's, it, oh, this wraps us right back. It's go. You go into these houses for a sleepover. Let's put it that way. And you should. Like, no. You should admire the flying saucer house from the outside, because if you stay too long, 
that door comes down and the crustiest man will walk down in a top hat and coattails, but still with jeans and space shuttle white yeah. sneakers and will bring you into the most outdated fire hazard, dangerous, crusty hippie everywhere. wife in there. Rabbit ears TV. It looked like he lived in an RV. And it was amazing. So then, then a spaceship. they go to the next one. And it's like, I bet you guys never thought you'd live in an alligator. Cut to insert country in Africa. I forget where it was. And this really kind of beautiful, ornate alligator. That sheet door opens up. And it was 15 people living in an old, hollowed out, like, piece of sculpture that somebody abandoned. And it was very sad. Like a, very like a sad. Mardi Gras float that someone calls ass. I'm talking straw sad. Straw, straw, straw. Um, bed humps sad. What am I trying to say? Straw beds <laughs> sad. <laughs> I will say if you need a little, a little pick me up, there's a, a new series that Ashley and I started. It's called Losers. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary series and they oh, follow. Oh, yes. Okay. Quote, I saw that was available. Quote, different sports losers it is so good is it heart-wrenching it's so interesting i would say the first one is the most heart-wrenching but it like plays out well like the first one's about a boxer oh, okay and it starts out and he's just the like you could watch this guy talk for hours because mm. he's so honest and so talks about it. he's like yeah uh my dad beat the shit out of me all of the time so I think that's how I learned how not to be afraid getting hit. And then when I told my dad I wanted to be a boxer, he ripped the antenna off the TV and beat me until I passed oh out. God. So you're like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And then it's a story about him becoming a boxer and then his life afterwards. And that one's the worst. And it ends up it's an amazing story, except for you get to see what Mickey Rourke looks like now. <laughs> and he looks like he got a fucking face transplant. <laughs> Like, I don't know what happened, but Ashley and I both went, is that fucking Mickey Rourke? He looks like an old Russian woman. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you and I both saw. Um, so Mickey Rourke notoriously huge or was huge in the 80s and then notoriously burned all his bridges because he became so eccentric. And then I bring this back because you and I were there for the the rourke with the wrestler mm -hmm. and they brought him back and all of a yeah. sudden he was in the wrestler and he was in um, Sin City and all these movies yeah. and every interview I saw where he was like yeah man you don't know it but uh, Hollywood really gives you second chances and then I think it was like straight he up it. he burned everybody back like he got a little taste of that again because he's gone now like he's he disappeared right did. he can't be the guy that we saw from the rest like he can never be that, like, I'm the dog-eared, I used to be handsome. Because he, he looks, he's not, he, he looks monstrous. <laughs> and that maybe that's too far. Nah. But, like, you said, like, and there was that jump because he was a hunky heartthrob in the 80s. Yeah, apparently he was a really and good And all the yeah, stuff, and everybody's like, guy. he was beautiful. He was beautiful, and he fucked his face up. And then they're like, oh. Okay, we can put him back. He's in Iron Man Two. He's in Sin City. Oh, yeah, right. He's in Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Oh, yeah. He's in all the stuff. These bit parts. He's in Expendables. He's still got that gravitas. He's still got it. His face is fucked now. 
I wonder, like, it's just, like, he looks like he's wearing someone else's face. I wonder if he has that disorder. I, I've heard that people get this disorder where they can't stop. They have such a poor self-image of themselves where they can't stop getting plastic surgery. And it's only manifests itself in, well, there's two ways it manifests. Either people that can't afford to get all the plastic surgery they want, i.e. potentially yeah. Mickey Rooney or like these rich housewives. He looks like he's wearing Mickey Rooney's face. <laughs> Sorry. He peeled it off of his dead bones. It's either like Mickey Rourke or whatever, or, you know, these super or Michael Jackson, if I didn't say that, like that can uh, get all the work done forever because yeah. they can afford it until literally the rumor is Michael Jackson had so many nose jobs that like the guy was like, he doesn't have a nose. I can't, anymore. you don't yeah. have cartilage. Like I, the next thing we can do is literally Tico Brahe, a golden nose onto your face. God. Well, yeah. But then there's the other aspect where people have such a poor self-image of themselves that they just, they can't get the plastic surgery. So then that manifests in like, I don't know, like cutting and shit like that, right? So it's kind no, of, and I, it, I do it comes think from the it same was aspect. that like he, like I would assume poor self-image, but he was like people were like you're beautiful right you are a beautiful man like you like so that's in his fucking head so if he's born with a tick and then he's got like okay now i'm beautiful i gotta keep whatever this is and like i think you're totally right what you talked about before is like once you commit to that like oh i got a couple wrinkles here i want to get this they take it in and it looks worse than it did before and the rest of us all go yeah you had some work done but then that becomes like, but it makes me look worse. So I need to keep yeah. getting, it's Ooh. like drinking salt water. Dangerous, like just, dangerous game. Can you imagine? And then you have fucking, just put lipstick on and sing into a fucking broken lampshade and your fucking leather face Mickey Rourke. Yeah, bring it back to, so for like the last three months, I was growing this crusty, crusty beard. And I finally got done with my wife calling me ugly. I was just like, I can't take it. <laughs> I've heard it too many can't times. Can't take it. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not Mickey Rourke. But I'm not Johnny Depp. I can't take this. But I and I'd be like, I just you're making me like I was like, <laughs> you feel bad. <laughs> but it'd be like, I'm I'm not calling you ugly. I'm just saying you don't look good. And then it was like a daily, and I was just <laughs> was like, that better. Is that better? That's just so ugly. maybe that's what Mickey Rourke was feeling. But here's the difference when he made his adjustment it was irreversible because when i shaved i went like oh my god that's what i look like i was literally like had this shield <laughs> and there's no there's yeah. no good you know so but what uh -huh. i can like just grow back or whatever but if i like you know the next step had to be if this was permanent so the next step would have to be to add <laughs> something to my you know it just would never stop self-image is permanent but it's interesting like you've never seen we'll have to look it up for for us being such hair suit connoisseurs i've never seen anybody form their beard into Sculpted. a dong oh. chin dong chindo it's probably if once you probably crack that level it's probably very basic your basic b <laughs> your basic like oh you went the chindo mm, of course you did <laughs> Welcome to the beard mustache competition. Your old chin beard dick ain't gonna cut it here, buddy. A bird lives in my face. See, 
but I'd fool them all because I go, oh yeah, but I have an, I would have already had my chindo feel filled with shampoo, <laughs> and I <laughs> squirt some shampoo in their eye. <laughs> Just it's full of fucking hair remover. <laughs> oh, give them the old chindo <laughs> clown flower. A man was beaten to death today for... They string them up with their beard hair. Oh, man. I don't have much else other than... Um, I don't know. I didn't see Green Book. I, I heard a lot of controversy about the old Oscars with Green Book. I know it won, and I know the Fairley Brothers made it. So. Oh, yeah, I saw that, too. Apparently, I it was really... just reverse driving Miss Daisy. Driving That's what Miss I kept Daisy. hearing. All I could think about was, like, we need to make a Dumb and Dumber Green Book trailer. <laughs> Just oh, a, a wine do body. Why not to go up? That would be so good. Just make it a comedy, and then everybody would it wouldn't have won an Oscar, but no one would have been complaining about it. What if we make what if we try and do this? It can either be the, here here's let me let me let me lay this on you. We can let it season until we until next we sit maybe. You have Drive Miss Daisy, Black Driver, mm-hmm. Racist White Passenger. Person. They yeah. merge. They become best friends. Yeah. Uh, you have Green Book. Uh, 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 racist White racist Driver. Racist White Driver. Um, intellectual bla- African-American yeah. um, jazz artist. They become best friends. We make a driver-passenger movie. Either driver and passenger are both black, or driver and passenger are both white, and they just have the most banal relationship. They neither hate each other at the beginning, nor love each other at the beginning, and there's never a turn. That's our that's our uh, pies on the toilet version of a movie. Yes. It's just an Uber ride. It's a two hour long Uber ride that we film. Yep. Just a banal, boring white person driving with driving with Danny. <laughs> Danny book. <laughs> That's my name, Danny book. Driving with right. Danny books. <laughs> driving with Danny books. That's so good. <sighs> Just a lot of like. Uh, do you mind the radio? Oh, okay. Is this station good? Well, you know, Ace of Base. Very boring video. So. I'll keep the meter running, and you're just going to run in and come back? Oh, okay. It's Danny Books, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just <laughs> want to make sure I got the right fare. That movie should be two hours long as he drives Danny Books around, you know, some cityscape. And, like, snapping gum. But, uh, but it could only be played like a Christian Schlieffen at a fucking art exhibit as people sit and, like, Try and dissect it, but there's nothing there. <laughs> but the twist is someone was in the trunk the whole time. And, you know, it, it'd have to be on a screen, but you'd have to have art pieces around it. So they'd try, so you'd have, like, things that intimate uh, interracial reconciliation or racial reconciliation. Yeah. But the movie has none of that. So, but on the outside, you have black hand shaking, white hand drawing, couple yin yangs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, black and white cookies. It's like, wait, what's happening in the background? The background looks way more exciting. That's where you get people. You're like, can they get the fuck out of the car? Because that looks like 
the new Mad Max movie outside. And he's just like, you like spearmint? <laughs> nah, me either. A little too spicy for me. I like to provide waters for my passengers. It's just a thing I do. <laughs> Tell me if you like the radio. <laughs> the guy in the backseat just on his phone the whole time. And all you hear is the cling clang of his like iPhone game. Is that a uh, Big Johnson shirt? I should read the tag. <laughs> oh. No, no thanks. <laughs> Most people don't. <laughs> just just save that for later. <laughs> just remember it when you're doing laundry. So I wait. You want me to wait out here? You just run in. Okay. Danny books, right? <laughs> what what what's your name, sir? If I give you five bucks, will you buy me some uh, lotto? Hope my big. He just talks a lot about buying lottery tickets. <laughs> which to me is the most boring thing anyone can ever tell you about their life. It's like the fact that they bought lotto and what the, what the jackpot is. That's been happening a lot lately. Please talk me to the, I talk about the weather with me. Give me weather, weather. Give me that weather and lotto <laughs> report. Weather. Danny books, driving Danny books, driving with Danny books. Cause, uh, cause it's not a power Danny. dynamic thing, but I'm trying no. to think I'm so it's driving with Danny books, but I'm trying to, the driver has to have like a, a Daisy name. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm trying to think of just like, yeah, name's Daisy. <laughs> not a, it's a weird name for a man. I know. It's not the most common. They catch a lot of heck for it. So you're just going in, you're just going to come back out. I'll leave the fair. You know, we could just yeah. shut the meter off and we, you and I come to a cash agreement. I'm just saying. Anyways, friends call me Daisy. Just ask for Daisy. <laughs> it's a weird <laughs> Boy named Sue. Leave it running. <laughs> <laughs> He's real chatty this Daisy. God damn it. Danny Books has a lot of pit stuff. I just love the name Danny Books. <laughs> oh, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. I <laughs> just like that. Life ain't easy for a, a guy named Daisy. I gave it to myself. My actual name, John. Call me Daisy. Don't call me lazy. That's the only reason so we can make that dumb rhyme. <laughs> oh, so, well, now we're giving the characters some dynamic. No, he that's what he admits to. Like, that's the, the climax. He's like, you know, my real name's John. The Daisy Lazy thing. I, I only do it for the rhyme. As they, as he's leaning back. Oscar Powerhouse. As, driving with Danny Books. As he looks back, though, over his shoulder and he says, that, you know, my real name's John. I named myself Daisy. Semi. They're, they go through a... Uh, <laughs> Go through an intersection, <laughs> and then right before the hit, of course, the screen goes black, and then just says, "It's the only time he's never paying attention." It was when he's being the most honest. Driving with Danny. My books. actual name is John. Uh, driving with Danny. Honest by who are the guys that did Airplane? <laughs> the fucking oh goddamn the uh, not the Fleischer brothers, but the I can't think of their name by some other shithead comedy team. You can drive me anywhere, Danny B. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Oh, it's already recording. Hey, Chess Justice here, driving in my new Ferrari. That's right. But actually, it's a Ferrari on a trailer dragged by a big truck. Whoa, it's the biggest. Hey, thanks. Oh, God, I hate that I fucking crack like Jimmy the, the, Jimmy the Laugher Fallon. 
and it just didn't work. But, um, boy, man, nothing but judgment sometimes, right, when you're doing something. But, uh, like, the judgment comes also comes from ill-preparedness, right? Because, yeah, I am driving in a car. I am heading to work. I am just about done putting this episode together, and I'm like, I have to have a promo to tell people to rate and review the pod, and to tell people that I love them, and they're valued listeners, and I don't know, you're, you're listening to this now, and you're like, I could have been done with the episode, or, you know, I could go straight to a coldie tag, or, here, more, more judgment voice in my head, or, you know, I, I'm done with, I don't like the coldie tags, just stop, stop trying to shove shit down my throat, um, or commit, be chest justice, you know, Jesus, anyways. In a world of division and defiance, two men will come together and dry. Hey, I need to go across town. Sounds good. Oh, you can pull over right here. You got it. You might just... I'll just wait here. Yeah. Oh, great. You're going to wait? Yeah, I'll just wait right here. And I'll come right out. Hey, my name's Danny. Danny Books. You can call me Daisy. Don't call me lazy. Oh, I get it. Coming this summer, driving Danny Books. I'm young and I'm foolish. Rated plane. What do you say? I guess that's that's an hour, and don't sleep at Johnny Depp's house. No, no, no. You think you could really do it? You think you'd really turn away, or would you be enamored if he just randomly invited me to sleep over at his yeah. house? Would you do it? I would be very hesitant. I think it'd probably be like this is like a weird like. Who's the guy, Phil Spector, that shot the woman in the mouth? Like, yeah, if you got no, an out-of-the-blue call from Johnny Depp's assistant, like, he wants you to come over, like, you know, just stay over tonight. <laughs> no That'd be fucking fuck, No, way. that was exactly like Phil Spector, because when the Ramones were recording a record with him, they're the fucking Ramones. We're from fucking Lower East Side, New York. We're fucking tough. We didn't take shit from fucking nobody. They went to Phil Spector's to record a record. And he just, like, brought out his guns and was really fucking weird. And they're like, let us the fuck out or we'll kill you. And he was like, you're not going anywhere. Oh, God. Yes. So they had to stay at Phil Spector's house. So I would imagine you're totally right. No, I'm good. Johnny Depp would just pretend to be a ghost. It's like a real dangerous game situation. Like, literally, you'd probably show up to his island and he'd hunt you. <laughs> he would, yes. But it's a really small island too so it wouldn't be very hard but he would only hunt you like in what are those chairs called where people like lift you and carry you on their shoulders so they actually <laughs> run him around and he's got an old timey musket 
Faster, faster. You should have never said yes to the sleepover. <laughs> you like Ed Wood too much, fool. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I don't know. He'll probably have some shitty comeback. Do you think he's already forgiven? Already forgiven for the beatings? Y- yeah, yeah, right? I don't Isn't think he... anybody remembers. He's probably already Who in a movie, years? right? Yeah, he's just been in mediocre stuff. People are like, that's punishment enough. No <laughs> one cares about you. Ninth Gate 2. Apathy. He's in apathy jail. All right. Fair enough. He'll never forgive me. Don't beat wives on my watch. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> Unless it's a man named wife. <laughs> hey, you hear that, Danny? I'm not for beating wives, Mr. <laughs> no, Books. No, you dare. I'm a man named wife. You're not going in there to beat your wife, are you, Mr. Books? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keep it running. <laughs> Don't forget a water. <laughs> I mean, I just provide them. You can put in the tip if you want. <laughs> just the thing I do. I don't know why I keep leaning into the mic. Like, all right, it's getting, it's getting late. <laughs>